playing with your guitar the other day, weren't you? I was. I wasn't yeah. just happy to see you. Yeah, was that right? <laughs> I thought you. Yeah, you're asking. Adam hit me up. And we were talking about. Uh, he said he'd been playing with his guitar a little bit, and we were discussing the fact. He's like, "Yeah, he's like, I can put it in here and kind of quantize it and fix it and stuff." And I was explaining that there are bands that literally write their music in the studio, you know, record shit, and then have to learn it to play it live. Because Adam's like, "How do they play it live?" I said, "Oh, they." You know, and one of my absolute favorite bands, um, Mastodon, they, they went on record as saying, you know, we write albums and then we figure out how to play them live, you know, later on. Uh, bands like Steely Dan, they don't play live. And some of that is because of the way that they. What the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> Oh God, I can't laugh. It hurts. Um, that was the cat's auto feeder. So. <laughs> yeah, we're starting we a little bit later than usual. Yeah, today. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we know it's, we know it's one o'clock and so does the cat. Don't you cat? Leave me alone. I got to eat. So, um, I, I guess I'll start off here. You know, I mentioned it hurts to laugh. I had surgery on Wednesday um, the tramadol is kicking in right about now. So this should be a really interesting fucking podcast for Dan. Um, the, uh, the testicle saga, um, may have finally come to an end, um, with the surgery. I had the inguinal hernias. Um, Doug was there. He was my, my midwife, my wet nurse. I don't know. Uh, I was transport and moral support and the guy uh, panicking in the waiting room because they didn't start on him until they were supposed to be done. And nobody told me that. So I just thought his surgery went double. Um, In a couple of moments of panic, I looked outside the window just to make sure an ambulance wasn't pulling up. That's all I'm saying. Seeing it. Yeah, they... um... I was supposed to go in at 1145 as far as into the room and it was 1245 before they rolled me in. Um, it was, uh, it was something, man. I have to, I got to give the the folks credit. They were, everybody was really cool. Um, you know, I've made no, um, I've made no secret of the fact that I deal with anxiety and depression and I have panic attacks. I've had panic attacks since I was about 19 I mean, when you have them as much as I have over the last 25 years, you get kind of get used to them or you learn to deal with them and sitting there in the bed, all fucking hooked up and everything. I started to have one poor nurse came in and she couldn't get blood out of my hand. She stuck me three times. She said, Dude, your skin is harder than I've never dealt with skin as thick as yours. I kind of knew that what was going on. Second nurse comes in and she touches my hand. She says, Oh my God, sweetheart, you're freezing. I said, well, I'm having a panic attack. I said, so all my blood is, you know, lungs, heart, brain, where it's supposed to be. This woman just starts talking to me, right? And if I stop talking, she, she'd go, no, 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 keep, keep tell, t- tell me more about that. And I knew what she was doing. She was trying to keep my mind occupied. And that was just really cool because I've actually been to urgent cares before for, un, you know, for other issues. And when they find out I have anxiety, they're like, oh, Man, bitch, I still have 104 degree fever. Anxiety doesn't cause that. So, you know. Um, oh, but they, one of these. Yeah, one of these. Yeah. I had that happen. Um, I forget what, why I went in. 
think my, and my heart rate was way up and they're like, uh, you know, whatever. And I said, well, I do deal with anxiety and stuff. And, and I swear to God, all the, all the nurses and everybody like, like gave each other that look. And I'm like, you cunts. And then they took my temperature and it was like 104. And all of a sudden everybody got real fucking serious. <laughs> yeah, I'm on fire here, folks. 104. But yeah, it's nothing, right? It's all in my head. Right? It's all in my head. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm fucking uh, the human torch over here. <laughs> but they uh, the, the anesthesiologist came in. He was he was a hoot, man. And he's talking. I said, I'm trying to keep up my, my normal um, sense of humor and. I said, man, you, you sound like you know what you're doing. And he kind of laughs. He says, yeah, you can't see my gray mustache under this mask. He said, it was brown when I started. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was funny. But he said, you have panic? I said, yeah. I said, I'm just, just anxiety, man. He says, kind of grins. You know, you can see it in his eyes. He's grinning. He says, oh, I'll take care of that. And I was like, oh, okay. So we go back and they put me on the bed. And uh, he told me the name of the stuff. It started with a V and I, I can't find it online anywhere. So I'm going to ask him, but. When he said the name of what he was giving me, all the nurses were like, ooh, you know, okay, whatever. So I'm laying on the bed. I can't see him. He's behind me. But all of a sudden, I just feel this sensation. And I said, oh, did you hit me with it? He said, yep. I said, yeah, I can feel it. And then the next thing I know, I was being fed fucking cheddar trees, goldfish crackers, and Doug was having me sip cranberry juice. Like that was that was the next thing I fucking remembered. Um, so that shit turned me off like a fucking light, man. Um, it was it was something. But yeah, you know, it's all good. I hurt like fuck, right? I have three <laughs> holes in my stomach um, where they did the laparoscopy. Um, but uh, my testicles haven't hurt in two days. So... Well, they took those, but they didn't yeah. tell you that they took those. And that's, you know, I got so many people that were like, oh, are we going to, are your pronouns going to change when you come out of fucking surgery? I was like, you come out of hernia surgery? <laughs> yeah. I was like, y'all didn't pay any fucking attention in uh, biology class, did you? Like health class just went right over your fucking head, didn't it? <laughs> so did get fucking neutered. Just right, saying. exactly. Well, they replaced them with ball bearings. With, right. I, you know, I've said before and I'll say it again. Taking my testicles would actually keep me out of a lot of fucking trouble because they've gotten me into a lot of trouble over the years. Um, my boss, well, both of my, my bosses, my directors at work, uh, sent me a uh, dog uh, cone of shame. <laughs> actually, Adam, that, that thing that you picked up for me yesterday at the mailbox, uh, that's what that was. It was a cone Perfect. of shame. Yeah. So that was... That's one of their, one, one of them told me a story. They did the same thing to their buddy when he got a vasectomy. So they use this as an opportunity. So of course I, I put it on and <laughs> sent them a picture and uh, oddly enough, it fit. So that, that was kind of strange. Yeah, but, don't be uh, licking on it. Yeah. Like I said, if I could, uh, if I could lick at these wounds, I'd have an only fans or an only Dan's and uh, wouldn't, I actually own that domain by the way, only Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't work for a living, so I would. I'd just lick my balls all day. So hey, that is work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it that does is, take a little bit of effort, doesn't it? it I'm so I've heard. So got to remove a rib. Or but, something. Yeah, let ask Adam. Well, no, that's not how that joke was going to play out. But I was going to say, ask Adam how that worked out with Eve. But yeah, that that's not going to work with you. God damn it, Adam! You ruin everything. I really, there's a whole show about it. I know. There's I love that show. show. It's it's me. It's basically me. 
So beyond uh, beyond them cutting on me, Colorado has been getting fucking obliterated by a fire uh, in an area actually that all three of us lived in at one point. Yep. Um, my apartment building, my old apartment building, I do believe was in one of the one of the evacuation areas, um, and I've got friends that have been affected by it. Friends of friends that have been their houses are gone. Yeah, it's tearing through Superior, and like we all used to live like over right next to there. Mm-hmm. So, that's well, which one creepy. of us has the? That's got to be you, Adam. The sirens. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I figured with where you're. I God just, damn, man, it's loud. I have started uh, kind of drowning it out. <laughs> just <laughs> trying to just ignore it. it. I don't right? even hear it. I really didn't think that road would be as loud, but it's still better than your old apartment. Yeah. So the fire truck comes by, but they don't stop to break into my place and take all my stuff. So it's good. Which is which is a that is an upgrade, if you ask me. <laughs> it's an upgrade. Um, yeah, I think the fires took out six or eight hundred homes. Last I heard, it was like six hundred. Holy shit! Um, the winds. I was talking to somebody, and they said they clocked winds up there at like one hundred and fifteen miles an hour. Um, so you know, hurricane, fucking tornado force winds with fire. Uh, and I saw some video footage. It was like a, somebody's front door cam or something. And it looked like a flamethrower. You could see where the grass was on fire and then the wind would kick up and the fire just spread just that instantly, like hundred yards in seconds, you know? Um, I guess right now they're calling it one of, if not the most, I think the most devastating fire in Colorado history, because unlike this being, in the woods and taking out, you know, ecological damage. This has taken out fucking complete neighborhoods, you know? Um, so it's, it's fucked up and Betty White died today. And it's just like, so fuck this whole year. What else? 2021. What else? What else? Yeah. You got a few more hours, 2021. Let's no fucking, shit. Let's crank it up. Uh, let's not tempt that shit. No That's shit. Right. Right. I mean, I'm not one to believe in in Fuck that it. kind of stuff. But hit me with all you got. All right, what? Adam. I we you were on record now as saying that. So, and it's got uh, what about eleven hours? So, well, uh, mountain time. That's like threatening to rape a grizzly bear. It's not going to work out well for you. I'm just saying. I wondered where you were going to go with that. I was like, where where can he possibly go with starting with rape? That this is going to go anywhere even mildly funny. But well you pulled navigated. it off. Well you navigated. pulled it off. Yeah, I got to give you. I got to give you credit. So, and I don't. Well, I do know why that reminded me. You said raping a grizzly bear, and that reminded me that um, Doug, Adam, and I have been discussing doing a live uh, broadcast, if you will of uh, not really this podcast, but the three of us, we, we talked about uh, basically playing a video game on YouTube and, and live streaming it. Adam and I were kind of discussing some of the technology specifics the other day, and we're all pretty interested. So something to look forward to the three of you that actually listen to us. Um, we're going to do that uh, sometime after the first of the year. Um, and the, the bear raping was because of seven days to die. And okay, actually good. I was wondering where, where that came in. from. Yeah. And how many times I've been molested by a zombie bear uh, in that game. So yeah. <laughs> they just throw them anywhere. Yeah. And you're just like, like, Oh cool. A zombie bear. I'm dead. Run. Um, the zombie so ones are primarily not that anybody gives a shit, but you know, I'm just saying it's, this it's our podcast, Doug. Fuck them. 
Yeah. They don't want to hear it. They can skip forward. <laughs> Fuck the audience. This is for right. Us. Exactly. The zombie bears seem to mainly be in the burned area, the wasteland, and uh, the the live ones are usually in the wilderness and the snow biome. And they're nastier, I, I think. I, I will tell you from experience, it, it it is six in one, half a dozen in the other. Both of them will, you know, make you their bitch in short order. They will fuck um, up your day. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, before the podcast, uh, you know, I, I, I got more or less kind of trapped in a corner with one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, I wound up with broken bones. Uh, I was infected. Uh, like three quarters of my health was gone and all I could do was just sit there and reload my little double barreled shotgun as fast as possible and shoot it in the face. I still, that's uh, I told Doug the other day, that's the best 1499 I ever spent on him. The three of us and, and our buddy Juan, we all buy each other games, you know, sometimes just out of, you know, morbid humor it'll be something crazy like masturbating simulator or something try this (laughs) yeah exactly you know here you go and i had started playing seven days to die with a guy god probably close to fuck not 10 years ago because it came out like in 2014 but it was a new game it was a very new game and i had played um day z when it was a mod for a long time love that game and they kind of fucked it up when they went mainstream with it so seven days to die popped up and I started playing it and then I abandoned it for a few years. I don't play games by myself very often. For me, it is a social thing. I enjoy playing with people. And when I was living in Florida and I was moving around a lot, it was a great way to keep up with people with Doug and with Juan and people that I, that I knew. Um, And now it's a way that again, Doug and I and Adam and some other guys kind of hang out. Um, But um picked up seven days to die and I, and I picked it back up and I started getting excited about it. And uh, a couple other people played it and Doug was like a little skeptical because he, he tried Daisy and did not like it um, at the all. The fact that it was an alpha that's, you know, yeah, he was, yeah. Daisy, I'm sorry. Seven days to die has been an alpha status. And for people who are not in gaming um, you know, it's, it goes alpha and then it goes beta and then it goes into like a, a major release, you know, and Alpha and beta are both kind of test beds and the system that they released that out on steam, which is an online game store. Um, a lot of these developers will drop things as beta and that helps them develop because guys like me will buy the beta for, you know, 15 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever for a game. And then that they use that money to help develop the game. And there have been a few and seven days to die is one that, um, I mean, Doug's at what you said yesterday, like 300 hours of play. Yeah. And that's uh, on an alpha that I spent 15 bucks on. So, I mean, money well worth spending, you know? Um, but it, I, I, we, we were talking about it. And so I bought Doug a copy of it. He was still kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll play this. Cause you bought it for me, Dan, but don't, don't be mad when I tell you to fuck off in a week. Right. Okay. It's been what pushing two years now. And like you said, he's got about 300 hours in and uh, he's definitely become our seven days to die guru, um, (laughs) which is, it's kind of fun, but uh, it's, it is, it's, I I think it's a fun game and it's, it can be casual. uh, Unlike Adam's super Mario rage orgy. 
yeah, so the super, it's super Mario Rage Orgy uh, 2. I've been playing that a lot. And uh, <laughs> the thing about like the gameplay is that the so the team like the enemy teams in front of you right and the key is to flank them so that you can get behind them without them seeing you well if it's going to be a rage orgy yeah, right? yeah. So, well su- surprise butt sex is like one of the more advanced moves well it's the, hard it's hard well that's part of the game yeah the the the, the mushrooms in this game are completely different <laughs> they're eggplants oh god stop it <laughs> it hurts to laugh they're, they're eggplant emojis and you know there are people out there again that are non-gamers that are looking up super mario rage or g2 rule 34 you know? i am sure it fucking exists yeah fair enough fair enough that is that has become doug's pet name for anything that adam plays because admittedly adam does dive into some weird ass games and then they're like hey have you ever played you know fucking insert Weird ass game you ever here. Play like, fucking sleeping in your bed simulator. Yeah, and I'm like, like, no, no, no it's actually pretty fun. It's actually pretty right. Fun. Exactly. He's like, no, dude, no, dude, you gotta try it. You gotta try it. And it's like, no, no, I won't. So the the irony there is that Robbie actually has played many of the same games and and can give you a pretty good breakdown of what's good and bad about them. And like, yeah, when I start playing a dumb game, I start talking about it. He's like, Oh yeah. If you try doing this. Right. Exactly. It's yep. Exactly. It's like, he's already played it. He's already went through it, you know? So God love him. I, uh, like I said, I, I got back into gaming. I was like, Oh, and I was going to say too, that Nintendo is going to shut us down for, for even mentioning super Mario rage orgy. So we're going to get a cease and desist, have people come to our house. Um, for I that think one, we'd be all right unless we actually tried to develop it. The game, right? Tried to yeah. release the game oh, on Steam Ninten- with Nintendo. So super, yeah. No, you're never super safe. super Italian plumber rage orgy too. <laughs> so you're never sure safe with Nintendo. Away with they that. they hate people talking about their stuff. Yeah, they do. Or They're playing very, their stuff. Yep. Or being fans of their stuff. Big fans of their stuff. Oh, that reminds me. It's not Nintendo. It's Sony. But um, I watched that uh, uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, no, it was not worth 20 bucks, nor did I expect it to be. But I'm laid up on fucking Tramadol and surgery and ain't got much else to do. So um, it was boring, dude. Like, it's definitely a lot more true to the game. Um, even, even one of the scenes where, uh, like in the game, one of the first scenes where you walk up on somebody and you get their attention and they turn, they're eating someone, but they turn and you realize, holy shit, they're a zombie. Like they totally recreated that in the game, in the movie. Um, oh, yeah, that's in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, very much, uh, based off the first game, which is why I wanted to see it. It's a little darker. Some of the casting is really, really good. Some of it's very like. WTF? What were you thinking? But the the pace of it and the story, like the the pace and the just general, you don't care about the characters at all. They're very disposable. Couldn't care less about the characters, and um, it's just boring as fuck. Um, I hate to say it, but the the ones with Mia Jovovich and all that um, were at least a little more exciting. You know, like there was a little more action to them or something. I don't know, but they, I hate yeah. video game movies. Well, They've they never really. And I hate movie video games. Movie video games. Yeah, Licensed like when games. they remake a new Spider-Man 
And then oh. they, they release a Spider-Man game at the same time. And because it has to Copy. be released at the same time, it the sucks. development seems to be sort of abbreviated. They're like, yeah, we made this game in two weeks. <laughs> kind of like the old E.T. E.T. video oh, game. God. Yeah. For I people. Go ahead. Devs, I heard one of the devs talking about that. They, they interviewed him and he's like, yeah, like we had to we had to get it done when the movie came out. And our boss told them we could have it done. Like, of course, like the guy not doing the work said they mm-hmm. could totally get it done. So they had to make a game in like two weeks or something. Because they got the contract super late, too. Yeah, that's the story I heard, too. And, and again, for those that aren't gamers, um, the E.T. video game made for Atari is panned as being the worst video game ever created, like ever. And they was it somewhere in Mexico or I'm sorry, New Mexico, I think there's mm-hmm. this dump where the 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 creator of the game the person who manufactured it dumped thousands of copies because that's it just didn't sell it was trash i think it was tens of thousands of was copies it, it might have been yeah it was a, it was a big <laughs> number yeah and they it, they it recently was, ex- go ahead it was something ridiculous and uh obviously you know none of us were video game programmers back in the 80s but uh video games in the 80s specifically atari um, if, if they had an idea and a concept that they had taken a little while to lay out, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, they could write decent games in about a month, uh, you know, months. Uh, but, you know, when you don't know if you're going to be uh, making a video game, you yeah, right. have no time to pre-plan so there was no pre-planning and it was okay developers make an et game here's a basic outline of the script go and they um the the thing that killed atari i remember reading something about this is that they there was no security features with atari meaning that anyone could get the language that atari used to produce games and make a game and call it an Atari game. Right. And that sounds like a good thing, except that like the three of us could go, you know, get drunk and stoned one night and write. Yeah. You know, nighttime sleeping simulator and call it an Atari game. And then people play it and go, Oh my God, Atari fucking sucks. Oh, you didn't have to get like an SDK. No, there was nothing like that. (laughs) Nope. So the, the uh, perception was that all the Atari games sucked because there were so many bad ones. There were so many trash ones out there. Absolutely. So that's why a lot of your consoles moving forward, security was a big deal and licensing is a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember Nintendo, it was the Nintendo seal of approval. And that's why they are so insane about their IP is because... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, now, Nintendo lawyers, when he says insane, what he means is... What he means very is... strict. Very, yeah, fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> come at me, bro. I, feel, I already feel like I got stabbed by a crackhead behind a fucking Waffle House. What are they going to do? There's... um. But there's a reason that they do that. And I remember, was it the Dreamcast, the Sega Dreamcast? One of the reasons that it failed was because cause it was a superior system. It, it, it really was graphics and playability. It failed because they did something similar. They didn't have good security on it and games could be pirated and copied. And what people I don't think outside of the 
hobby understand is that the console itself is not where these people make money. Right? Yeah, PlayStation's 500 bucks, but that is barely paying, paying for the research and the hardware and all that. Well, um, that's, you know, more or less when you pay them 500 bucks, that's about the cost that it takes for them to manufacture it mm-hmm. and get it to you. And the, because, you know, the store has got to make a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Everybody's got to make some money. The stores are definitely not giving it away as charity. So if right. you pay 500 bucks for it, the store is probably paying, you know, 325 something like right. that. So they've got a decent profit margin right. left. So it, you know, in uh, many cases, especially when a game system first launches, it's kind of understood that it's sort of a loss leader for them. Right. Exactly. And they're not really making money off the consoles. They're making money off of the licensing on the back end. Yep. Um, and that's why a lot of discs, uh, in what you're talking about specifically with the Sega Dreamcast, you yeah, they were CDs. Rip the discs and burn it. Uh, yeah, Sony's were proprietary when uh, Xbox their stuff was proprietary, mm-hmm. and how they made money off of that. Since their discs were proprietary, they were the only ones that could make them. So, right, they had exclusives. Party, right, would come to them and say, right. "We want to develop a game for your system." we want to make 50,000 copies up front and then, you know, uh, Microsoft or Sony or whoever would charge them so much to lay that data on the discs per Mm -hmm. disc. And that's where they made their money. Yeah. Sony actually had a machine that would write to the disc in a part where like most CD burners couldn't. And that's where they put their security code that would make it run on the PlayStation. It was pretty interesting. And I know, you know, we talked about exclusives and that's really what, you know, like for Nintendo, they've got like the Mario Brothers series, you know, anything Mario Brothers related, you can only play on a Nintendo system. Um, For Xbox, I remember when the Xbox came out, it was Halo. Like Halo fucking took the gaming world by storm, you know, and you could only play that on Xbox. Um, I remember I came damn close to buying a PlayStation 3, I think it was. Uh, when The Last of Us came out, oh, uh, yeah. because again, I love zombie uh, apocalypse, you know, fucking games, and that is just a beautiful game to watch being played. And I was like, man, I I came real damn close to to buying it because at the time it was only available on uh, PlayStation, and that's again how they make their money. If you're into a series uh, and it's exclusive to that console, then you're going to buy that console. That is also one of the reasons that. I am a PC person or, you know, they call it the PC master race. Um, the systems are way more powerful than any console. That's that being said, the consoles are beautiful because a lot of those games are optimized for the hardware, you know, like Apple has their OS that's optimized just for their system. A lot of these games are optimized for what the console can do. And so they're beautiful games and they, they run very well. But the nice thing about PC for me is the the power the graphics and everything, but also a lot of games, even if they're exclusive to a a manufacturer console will still release on PC because they know we're not, we're not going to move to console. 
We're like, no, fuck you. We're not going to, you know, and now <laughs> Xbox being Microsoft, of course, most of their games, hell, I think Adam, like you've got one of the passes or something. When we were playing um, Gears of War, you had it on both, I believe, didn't you? Xbox and PC. Like once yeah, you bought the, it, you got it on both. The Xbox Game Pass <clears throat> gave me Gears of War and like most most of their like first party games, like the ones made by Microsoft or playable on pc and xbox on both yeah so and, and that's yeah. uh I, I you know it was one of those things where i already had a pc and i do you know the music and the video and photography and all that so i've always had higher end pcs or what i could afford um i i have won me downs um my buddy juan is a, a huge fucking nerd and he would he would upgrade things and I have historically gotten his hand-me-downs, which were always top fucking quality. Um, he just actually recently gave me an eight terabyte drive because <laughs> he uh, he had he had this raid array that he was building and decided to go a different uh, a different route with it, but had already RMA'd something. And I was complaining about uh, running out of room and because of all the videography and stuff I've been doing. He says, "Hey man, I I got this eight terabyte if you want it." fuck yeah i want it you know so i'm gonna buy another one and and, and adjust my raid setup but uh yeah we've always called him wand me downs because he's he's hooked me up over the years he's done me very well uh and then doug scored me a um a 30 uh 80 30 80 yeah 30 80 this year and which are just about impossible to find yeah so that's the graphics card graphics cards are the big driver in pc gaming because they're what render all the things that you see on the screen that's what's doing all the work is typically the graphics card and not the computer cpu i mean at all there's a balance there but when you hear nerds like us talking about our our graphics cards that's because that's what's really kind of driving the game for us and then we play alphas that are you know polygons and yeah exactly (laughs) that are you know it's a step up from minecraft and our our thousand dollar fucking video cards are are bored and half sleeping but uh, but we yeah, still play, have them i play a lot of roblox on my shut up ex- I do, do you really yeah roblox is fun man i know a few people that play it i've never gotten into it so i mean that's there's great a, there's something for everyone because it's like all community built shit so yeah just find something cool and play it well for the, the record dan um when you play seven days to die next um, and it's based on a 24 hour cycle. And, uh, one of the games that I've got, I've kind of got it, you know, more or less while it's still not insanely easy. It's kind of the easy button version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause a little sandbox you know, game. I don't want to swear, you know, at the game that I'm playing. Oh, playing, lot. playing games like this with Doug is great. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Cause he'll get frustrated. And and it's just a whole new experience. So it's a whole new fucking <laughs> but, experience. But outside of that, um, I can tell you um, that they have done some really interesting shit with the lighting. Um, you really need to pay attention to around the nine o'clock hour when mm-hmm. the sun's starting to go down, and the four to six a.m. hours when the sun's really coming up. Mm-hmm. And the way everything goes through the trees. And it's the yeah, I noticed good. that. I noticed that it's it's they've done some gorgeous upgrades with it. It's really pretty. Yeah, um, and the lighting, like if you're close to a fire, 
and you pull out your one of your weapons, you can see, uh, while I don't know if they've implemented RTX, it seems like they've implemented something like it, or at mm-hmm. least akin or adjacent, because you, I see a lot more detail in just about everything right now. Yeah, the, the rendering in some of these games coming up, um, there's, a, there's a thing on TikTok that they, they talk about Gen Xers. And Doug and I are both Gen Xers and they, they discuss how we stayed very neutral and, you know, everybody likes Gen Xers as far as it goes. Right. You know, no, no. and uh, millennials love us. No, no. And uh, there is discussion. And, and one of the things they talk about is that if you look at the way Gen Xers came up, we came up in the middle of a really weird technological time. Right. Because when I grew up, I didn't have cell phones and I didn't have computers and, Someone posted one of those, uh, and Doug will remember these especially, you know, three o'clock in the morning, the, uh, the compilation, uh, music compilation things, you know, love songs of the eighties, you know, Oh God. Yes. 14 cassette, uh, 14 cassette, uh, you know, series of all the hits (laughs) like, and they'd play all these songs, you know? And nowadays, of course, that's ridiculous because we've got Spotify and satellite radio and all that, but Growing up, we, we've actually seen a huge technological shift and change by going from rotary phones. I used a rotary phone. I had to pull the yellow pages out, you know. And now, I think Gen Xers, a lot of Gen Xers, we have absolutely adopted technology and we created a lot of it. You know, and we created a lot of it from sci-fi. I've always said that sci-fi tells the future. Sci-fi has, um, you know, I remember watching sci-fi movies where they'd they're basically holding a piece of plexiglass you know and they're they're swiping on it and tapping it and then they hand it to the to the other guy and say yeah have this done you know and that's where shit like fucking ipads came from it's because some nerd was like i can definitely make that work you know (laughs) Uh, we should probably make that that'd be fucking sick exactly and he fucking did and a lot of sci-fi a lot of those ideas and concepts have been made real because of very very intelligent people that that watch sci-fi and said we can we can make that happen. I mean, I I have a device in my house. I can't say her name, or she'll come to life and want me to ask her something. But um, you know, I can ask her questions, and I can have her turn lights on and turn lights off, and cameras and things. And again, that comes from shit like Star Trek and you know, computer plot the course for whatever. And uh, it, it's it's fascinating. But we've Gen Xers have come full circle in that, and we've seen we've seen both sides of it. And I think that makes us a bit unique. Um, you know, uh, we, Adam and I were talking about that modem sound again, that's a TikTok thing where people will record their kids, 10, 12 years old, hearing the sound that the old modems, the old 56 K modems used to make to connect. (laughs) And they are completely fucking clueless. They have no idea what that sound is. And that's interesting to me, right? Because I grew up with it. Adam has heard it. Yeah. I, I grew up with it. Right. You, to, to you and I, it is. It's ubiquitous. We're also nerds. And you got to remember that we are fucking nerds and that, you know, so there's that. Um, but it is interesting. I've never really thought about being a Gen Xer because I don't put a lot of stock into that whole concept, even though I think our tagline is, you know, a millennial fins off two Gen Xers. <laughs> do you remember uh, uh, Do you remember going to Walmart and getting the free 30-day AOL every 30 days? Oh, yes, days? sir. 
Oh yes, and sir. We did and that every every month. We'd get the thirty day AOL trial disc. <laughs> right. Net Zero was another one. They came out and they were a little uh, a little cheaper and easier to use. They weren't as proprietary as as AOL. But yeah, oh, I remember my and parents they buying. Always Dell. had an ad banner. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were. Oh yeah. I remember <laughs> and Bonsai they Buddy and Fear Factor like all the yep. time. Yep. <laughs> Good old dial up internet, man. You know, and it was. And at the time, it was the coolest fucking thing in the world, right? And I, I have nothing but fond memories of it. Um, and it's become so commonplace now that I don't think people... Uh, Appreciate it? I don't think they do, yeah. you know? And um, some friends and I were talking this morning about... We were talking about the fires, right? And a friend of mine said, look, I just need to rant. She goes, I don't, I don't want to bring up anything, you know, as far as divisive. She said, but she was watching on Facebook where people were discussing, um, Hey, if your home was burned down and you need a place to stay, you can come, you know, please come stay with us. Strangers inviting people into their homes. And she said, but there was this big divisiveness because some of the folks were saying, you know, but only if you're vaccinated. And she said the hate and the vitriol that was coming out of people's mouths because of shit like that. And look, some of the friends that I was talking to, some are, some are, vaccinated, some are not, some are anti-vax, some are pro-vax, whatever. And, and I understood what she meant. That was not the, that was not her point, right? That, that aside, I don't even care about that. Like, I don't even want to discuss that. But she said the fucking hatred was so bad. She said, you know, and, and if these people, you know, nobody was stopping to say, wow, these people are inviting strangers into their home to help them. But you know, they're, they're focusing on the fact that they said, um, but you have to be vaccinated. And I told her, I said, well, you know what? I said, my, my buddy Adam on, on the podcast actually f- helped me understand that. And it was when you said that that is the vocal minority, Dan. You said, those are not, you said, because people like me and you and Doug and adults, we just walk by that. We just, we look at it, we go, wow, you're being an asshole. And they don't even comment. So then the comments are all assholes. Exactly. And so it becomes this small minority. And I hit her up on the side and we were talking and she says, you know what? Thanks for that. She goes, I I realized it. Don't let the bastards get you down. I said, it's a vocal minority. And, you know, we've over the last year or so, you keep hearing these conversations about how uh, social media runs on outrage because outrage keeps you engaged. And keeping you engaged is exactly what these these outlets are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's even even the news has gotten that way, you know, where it's all about outrage and divisiveness. But it is it's a vocal minority, and I want people to remember that because it's been it's been tough the last couple of years with COVID and politics, and you know we even got away from talking about politics and shit because we found ourselves getting wrapped up in it. And it was like, yeah, fuck this. You know, there's enough outlets talking about all this dumb shit. Let's I mean, talk after about a while. It's all been said. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree completely. But I think, like I said, I, 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 I spread that a lot, Adam. I, I spread your, your, your comments a lot when people get wound up over social media that, um, and I think it's a millennial perspective too. I think we discussed that that day on the, on the podcast that being a millennial and growing up, and this is where I was segueing to, for those that were wondering where Dan's tramadol ADD brain was going. Um, <laughs> there's uh, 
there's that's the difference between like Gen Xers is that we have a different perspective on the internet and on this technology. You growing up inside of it like you have, you have a different perspective. And you have on several occasions helped me to adjust the way that I see it. And I appreciate that. I really do. I thank you for that because you've helped me understand that some of the shit that I see um, is not necessarily how I see it. And I think that was the biggest one for me when you, when you were like, dude, it's just aggregating all the fucking trolls and assholes. And that's (laughs) what you're seeing. And And I was like, older (sighs) generations are like treating it like a real conversation. And right. Why is everyone in this real conversation an asshole? And it's like, they're not, it's like the ones that aren't assholes just don't say anything. Right. We're sitting on the sidelines going, oh, you guys are assholes. <laughs> just don't even engage. Right. And moving on. And that was something that I had never once even thought about until you said that. And now whenever I read comments, that is exactly what I think. And it's, it rings so true. It's some, it becomes so genuine and authentic when I think about it and you know, one of my pet peeves, I was telling my friend, one of my pet peeves is when you say something like, Oh my God, these fires up in superior are terrible. And someone will reply, well, if if governor Polis wasn't gay and handled COVID better, then it wouldn't have happened. And you're just blown away by that. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. What? I'm, I'm having a hard time now. If you could have said, well, you know, Polis cut the budget for something and that caused this to happen. Okay. We can have a conversation about that, but him being gay and being a Democrat and and having his policies on COVID explain to me how that created a hundred mile an hour winds that, that created natural flamethrowers. So it pissed off God, right? There you go. Oh, Jesus. Right. God struck down a lightning strike in the middle of superior. The hedonists. Yeah. yeah. And there are those people out there, man. There are those people out there. Um, so well, yeah, that say this, but you know, the, we, we've known it for years that the news cycle is geared to extremes. Yeah. And then your, you know, your advertising show to everyone the route to go, you know, it, it's going to be, the top 20 things of blah, blah, blah. And you won't oh, believe yeah. number six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, lead, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's a question of aggregating all of these fringe forces yeah. and they get funneled in from everywhere. And what a lot of these articles do is bring you up directly to the output of that funnel to where you think this is how everything is mm-hmm. all the time. And yeah. I, I hate to say this, if I, you know, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll help out, I'll give money, but I'm not sure I want anybody living with me. But no, if, I, if I was to make that leap, I definitely would not want to get someone in the house that I'm going to be arguing about politics and literally sure. saying you need to be vaccinated would be a screen for bullshit for me personally. I'm just saying it out loud. Right. No. And that's, and that's fine. Right. And I think, and and that's what we were, we were discussing is that, you know, one of my friends said, Hey, it wouldn't matter to me if they were vaccinated or not, they could come live with me. Um, For me, it would be a thing, right. I'm the same way, but there are plenty of homes that don't care. And well, for me right now being where I'm at, I, I can't afford fucking the sniffles right now. Sneezing would, probably make me black out. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. 
right? <laughs> I'm the same way. And I, I agree with you. I don't want anybody in my home, period. I'm not that nice of a guy. Sorry. You know, for those of you who thought I had a, a, a well, my, huge heart, I do, but I do have my limits. My favorite thing is that like- Go ahead, Adam. People, <laughs> people that are like, that's so mean are the same people that really believe in like protecting their property and not letting anyone on their property that they don't want there. Mm-hmm. But when someone else does it, then they're being an asshole. It's like, you know, the anti-vax people who aren't vaccinated are like, if anyone comes on my fucking house, I'll shoot them. Sure. That, that is definitely a demographic. My, you know, it's not everyone. No. But it's definitely, not. it's definitely a demographic. You know, I think I, we said one other time that a couple of podcasts ago that when we say things like that, we are smart enough that yes, we are generalizing. And maybe we're even stereotyping to some degree, but we are smart enough that, to know that not all men, not all women, not all fucking conservatives, not all liberals, etc. But, you know, come on. But most of some, them. <laughs> yeah, but there is some truth to the shit we say, and you all know it. Um, yeah. Like I said, I've got friends that are conservatives that are Trump supporters, and I've got friends that are liberal Biden supporters. And, you know, we all still manage to get along because we don't let that define us and we don't let... I, I know that my friends, just because they're conservative or they're anti-vax or whatever the case may be, they're still good people. They have yeah. different opinions than I do. But at the at the root of it, we're all good people. And that's all I care about. I don't care about your fucking politics as long as you don't show me that you're a, a piece of shit or that you're an asshole. And that would be a good question, Adam, is that these people that are nitpicking these folks and condemning them for saying, hey... I, I wouldn't want somebody that's anti-vax in my house. Are you opening up your home? Are you of opening up not. your home to these fucking people? Because if you're not, you got nothing in this fucking discussion. It's, you can just shut the fuck up and move the fuck on. Because if you're not offering at all, then I don't care about your opinion. All the vocal people that do that are not the people that are going to actually do anything or help. They just sit on Facebook chronically and bitch. I would agree with that. Yeah. And I think that the... We talked about the keyboard warriors too. And, you know, I, I've known people that, I mean, I know people that in person, they're completely different. Like I'll see them commenting on news articles. I don't think people understand that if I'm friends with you on Facebook and you respond to a news article, for instance, I might get notified about that. The algorithm's a little weird about how that works, but it'll say, you know, Adam Lester commented on Denver News 7's post. And I'll go see, and I'll go see things that my friends and that, that, that people have said on like public places. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. You know, I've, I've had I, I, there again, and I, I've been, dude, I've been watching a lot of fucking TikTok lately. So I apologize. I keep bringing it up, but I'm couch ridden. So I got to do something to amuse my brain. And again, the Gen Xer thing. And somebody said, uh, why is it that these Gen Xers look so young? And this guy gets on, he says, because our parents knocked us into fucking next week so many goddamn times that we just skipped over aging. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was kind of that was kind of funny um, because we did. We did get the shit knocked out of us if we acted stupid. But um, growing up in my 20s, especially people have I had somebody recently say, Dan, I bet you're pretty scrappy. I said, well, of course I am. I'm five and a half feet tall. I was about 125 pounds and I had the same fucking mouth on me that I do now. I've always said what's on my mind and, but I have been knocked the fuck out, right? I've won some, I've lost some. I always say that 
you might beat my ass, but you're going to have 150 pounds of fucking angry leprechaun jumping on you at some point. Um, you, you will remember me, but I've had my, I've been knocked the fuck out a couple of times. One by a guy, I was in my twenties. He was in his sixties and this dude teleported and knocked me the fuck out. Right. And what that did for me is that it made me realize there are consequences to my actions. There are consequences to my fucking words. And if you get in some dude's face and you start running off at the fucking mouth, he might just knock you the fuck out and you might just fucking deserve it. Yeah, but I was about get, to say, who did you piss off in a Dragon Ball Z cartoon? <laughs> Teleported. <laughs> he really did. Motherfucker went from the uh, went from the front bumper of a 78 Cutlass to the door, which is where I was standing. He got to running off the mouth. I got out my door. I said, fuck you, motherfucker. I ain't nobody's pussy. And the next thing I remember, I was looking up at the sky and my first ex-wife was pushing him back, telling him that's enough. Did, did his hair turn yellow or anything? I, it did, no and the fast, the fast music started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I heard, uh, I heard he fucking Japanese up. in the background. He charged up for seven episodes. Come on, my man. <laughs> what, bow. Yeah, he did. That motherfucker knocked me the fuck out. And there, and there was a, a backstory, right? There was a lot of shit talk, and there was a lot, lot of stuff going on. But what that taught me was that if you run off at the mouth, somebody might knock you the fuck out. You might deserve it. On, on forums and keyboards and, and and especially when you have like usernames it's not your real name which you'll notice all of my usernames for the most part are typically my real name um i have nothing to hide but people can say whatever they want and there's no real repercussions you know and uh i had somebody ask me once somebody talking about talking shit and i knock that motherfucker out and they're like oh really that's what you do you go to physical violence well, when yep. you're sitting here running off at the fucking mouth and you're you're verbally abusing me and you're in my face, yeah, I might. That that might be where we go with this. Um, no, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to damage you permanently. But but I might end this situation by knocking you in the fucking in the jaw and making you realize that that's that's where things go sometimes. But again, that's a Gen X thing, right? Millennials don't typically go that route partially because I just don't think they care enough. That's why um, we're all trolls. Cause we've never had our ass kicked. Cause there's never right. Because there was the, the, the whole anti-bullying and anti-violence and all that, which I don't believe well, in bullying. I don't believe in violence, but you know, back in the, uh, you know, back in the eighties, uh, it was, there was such a thing as assault, but you know, if people got, into an argument and blows were exchanged. The consequences were much less dire. Well, it was a black eye and yeah, yeah, that got, that got more severe as time went on and we went, uh, and something kind of had to be done because in the eighties, people would get in fist fights to, Mm -hmm. um, resolve issues in Mm -hmm. the nineties that kind of evolved to firearms. Yeah. Yeah. It escalated. So, so things, so things escalated. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, it's it, something that had to be done. So since a lot of millennials grew up in a world where there were a lot more consequences for such, yeah. such actions, yeah, I would say that contributed to the difference uh, between those two uh, generationally uh, just simply because of the fact that, you know, they started to lock everything down. And now, you know, if you're at a bar and 
you know, uh, you, you have a particularly drunk individual, um, who's, uh, starting up some stuff because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that when they, they get alcohol in them, they just get mean. Instant asshole, just add alcohol. Right. And so in those situations now, um, whereas, you know, back in 1984, 85, 86, whatever, um, you know, you just slug the guy, the guy would right. fall down and then his friends would pick him up and, you know, carry him outside Take him or, off, whatever, right. or whatever. And that would be the end. You wouldn't yeah. go to your car and get a gun and come yeah. back in. Right. Right. And that's, I mean, it, it did happen. And I've told you guys the story of the, the bar fight that turned to manslaughter. A guy popped a dude and he bled to death while other shit was going on. And, you know, he went to prison for six years for manslaughter. And that woke my ass up too. Cause I've been in a few bar fights and that woke my ass up. And I was like, man, you know, you don't think about that shit. One, one punch could turn into something, you know, somebody falls and hits their head but Doug is right. For the most part, you know, there was a little bit of a scuffle and then it was ended, but there were boundaries, right? It, like to this day, if I see two guys fight and one guy goes down, I will not let the other guy jump on him and just start beating his, you know, unconscious ass. That's fucked up. Like the guy's down, you proved your point. We're, we're done here. Um, but you're right. People didn't, people didn't go for guns and shit like they do uh, like they do now. And, and you mentioned bars and I know in Colorado, like when you walk into a bar, it's, uh, there's a sign that says if there's any bullshit, we are, uh, obligated to call the cops. So if there's a bar fight, they are obligated by law to immediately call the cops. And that's why it's to keep shit from, you know, getting out of hand. So you can't roll around Colorado doing a roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. That, that's, uh, that's unfortunate not in your best interest. So a lot of the bars that I frequent or I used to frequent were what you'd call biker bars, I guess. And, um, most of those I, I'm just not even trying to fuck with to be completely straight with you. So, cause a lot of those dudes are a lot meaner and more grizzled than I am. And again, I go back to my experiences of getting the fuck knocked out of me and I go, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to fuck with any of these dudes. I am not interested in that at all. Um, but I think that's where a lot of the bullshit comes from online is that these people have just never had any real consequences. And they think it's funny to get people wound up. And I don't think they understand the, uh, they don't even understand the consequences of that most of the time, you know, I'm getting somebody that, but when I was in my early twenties, I loved pissing off fucking boomers too. I mean, you know, pushing back against the, the establishment or whatever you want to call it. So I love pissing people off. So yeah, now same. I don't love it. I'm just good at it. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, practice. Yeah, I'm good at it and I love it still. Yeah. I was going to say, you're still, you're still pretty good troll. You know, we've, we've discussed that if it comes out of Adam's mouth, you better put it through a filter before you uh, <laughs> get too wound up about it. So he's kind of like the, the boy so, who cried wolf. I told a few people this morning that Betty White died and they were just like, no, she didn't. And they just yeah, nobody believed you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course, that has that one has also ran through the gambit of bullshit, too. But coming yeah, they've out said of, it like 10 times now. Right. And coming from you, it just loses that much credibility on top <laughs> of it. So because I have seen you troll, but I have also very much enjoyed watching you troll from time to time. So just 
a lot of a lot of it for me is um, is is Adam's target. It's who he's going after. And there there have been a few instances, admittedly, where I found his trolling fucking hilarious um, because he he would go after people that I find rather annoying. And you know, let's face it, watching people that you are annoyed by get irritated is kind of funny. So <laughs> I mean, again, that's uh I gotta I gotta stop doing podcasts when I'm on fucking opiates. That's uh that's a terrible no, it's idea. Fine, it's I, fine. Tell us more. Tell us more. Right? What's your social security number? Yeah, seriously. I don't fuck I can remember right now. Give me your give me your credit coffee. card number right now. I haven't pooped in forty eight hours. So I'm just saying. It's uh you're, you're at this point, you're probably full of shit. I am I am always full of shit, my friend. But uh, you're yeah, so literal. full that it spills out of your mouth. This is very true. That's something my dad used to tell me. That that was the kind of sweet things that he would tell me when he was drunk. That you know you're so full of shit and come out of your fucking mouth, boy. So um, yeah, yeah, right. That's that's how I grew up. That's um, probably one of the more loving things from what I understand. Oh, Jesus Christ, probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least I he mean, was engaging with me for fuck's sakes, you know, actually paying me some attention. That was nice. Um heard something about uh love languages. They said your love language is probably related to um, you know, a, abuse or neglect that you had when you were younger. And I was like, Wow, there's there's no reason to call me out like that. None whatsoever. Yeah, I feel so attacked. Yeah, exactly. I feel attacked because mine is, and we discussed, I think, last last podcast before that mine's acts of service. And like recently, um, and I do want to take a second and thank um, my friends like Penny and um, Elizabeth and uh, Ray and John, uh, Adam, Doug, of course, for, for the help that they have given me um, with the surgery because um, I, I really could not have done this without them because I, I needed help. I needed assistance and I needed their acts of service to, to get through this. And I'll give you really acts cool. of service. I bet you would. You motherfucker. I would, I, yeah. Let's Actually, do it. I may need you to, may need you to go to the, to the fucking mail room for me again later today. I actually um, have a package. So I'm going to go anyway. Cool. I like your package. And so that's a nice package you got there. Thanks. Um, but you don't realize how much you need people until you fucking need people. Right. And, and, I I push against that because I am sort of a, a loner. I'm just, independent. I don't right. need nobody. I don't need nobody. Freaking, yeah. Yeah. The and, same the, way. and and you get into situations like this and you're like, huh, I can't drive. I can't <laughs> move. I can't cook for myself. I can't, you know. Um, and again, like I said, I, I, I see a different Dan coming in 2022 because not, not because of the new year. That's, that's just where we're at right now. But um, over the last year, having this taken away from me, not being able to do the things I want to do and having the physical pain sitting in that fucking hospital bed and, and going through surgery, um, made me realize just how fucking fragile I am and that your, your life can be not, not your life in the sense of dying, but the life as you know, it can be taken away from you real fucking quick and having people around you to help you can make the difference. Um, it, it's been a, and this, and look, I know guys, look, this ain't cancer. It wasn't heart disease. It wasn't a fucking brain tumor. I understand that. Right. I'm, I'm keeping it in perspective, but physically it did impede me. And it's, uh, it's kind of changed my perspective on a few things. So I'm, I'm curious to see if that, if that sticks around once I can move without wincing and breathing without being in pain. Yeah. 
I'm I'm curious if you're you do have a slightly reckless streak. I'm I'm <laughs> curious to see if uh, it turns the dial back on that from 11 down to about seven and a half. No, probably not. I, <laughs> I, I don't see that happening actually. If anything, it might make it worse. So, cause it's, uh, I think that's, that's part of the ADD. Um, it's uh, not, not always thinking things through or maybe looking for that little dopamine rush of certain things. So yeah, no, if anything, I think that's going to get worse. So um, on that note, Happy New Year, fuckers. Um, curious to see where 2022 goes. I have enjoyed doing these. Uh, I have enjoyed doing these these podcasts for the last, what, almost two years now, isn't it? Almost, yeah. Yeah, February 14th, I think, of next year will be two years. That's fucked up. This and it's episode 48. Once we hit 52, it'll be... Two years. Two years. Yeah, we're doing them bi-weekly. So, and appreciate all the people that listen. Um, I don't, you, you really need to find something better to do with your life. Uh, and hopefully in 2022, I will get the fucking website up. Um, I've still got the domain. So, and stay tuned for, uh, for our live broadcast. Cause it'll be just as fucking ignorant. Only live. Ignorant. Ignorant. 